Greetings, people loved by God. Welcome, everybody, to worship on this, the third Sunday in Advent. We also welcome all those who are listening right now on, on uh, KFUO or watching on our live stream. Um, just a reminder for you, as, as always, you can go to our website, which is chapelofthecross.org. There you will find under the resources tab the bulletin for the service so you can follow along. There's also a tab called Give where you can give your offering to the Lord. Got a few announcements to share with you before we begin worship today. Uh, there's one funeral announcement. Jan Arbin died in the Lord uh, last week, Friday. The visitation and funeral will take place here at Chapel of the Cross on Monday, tomorrow, December 18th. Visitation is 10 a.m. until the time of the funeral, which is at 12 noon. Again, that's Monday, December 18th. One final reminder, we are worshiping the Lord on Wednesday evenings during this season of Advent. Our final midweek Advent worship service is this upcoming Wednesday. Worship begins at 6.30 p.m. And a light supper is provided by the Board of Elders, and that's served prior to the service starting at 5 p.m. There's no charge for that supper, though a free will donation is, uh, is welcome in support of missions. Uh, please join us for dinner, especially for worship uh, this upcoming Wednesday night. Our special children's Christmas program will take place at the late service today. Hope everybody can stay and attend that special time of worship at 11 a.m. as the children of chapel share the Christmas story. We will be joining together for some special worship, worship services on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Of course, Christmas Eve is a Sunday, so actually we will have our regular Sunday morning schedule um, as that's the fourth Sunday in Advent, actually. So, so worship at 5 p.m. on Saturday and 8.30 and 11 on Sunday morning. But then we will hold Christmas Eve candlelight services at 5 p.m. and 10.30 p.m. on Christmas Eve evening. On Christmas Day, we will gather to celebrate the birth of our Savior at 10 a.m. And on that Christmas Eve morning, between the services, starting at 9.30 a.m., we will hold a special season of Christmas event. You might know that Christmas is not just a day. It is a season in our church year. So we'll be learning about that special Christmas season, and we'll be making a craft to help in our Christmas celebration. That is an intergenerational event for the whole chapel family, so you are invited to come and join us for that Sunday, December 24th at 9.30 a.m. down in the gym. And then looking forward to New Year's Eve, that also falls on a Sunday this year. So we will worship our regular weekend schedule December 30th at 5 p.m., December 31st at 8.30 and 11 a.m. And one final important announcement, as part of our, our mission and vision strategic planning, we are asking the members and the Friends of Chapel to fill out a survey that will give our planning group some vital information, especially in the areas of communication, fellowship, and member gifts and talents. There are some paper copies of that survey available at the Welcome Center. The preferred way, uh, uh, especially so we can gather information well, is, is doing that electronically. So if you need the paper copy, that's fine. Uh, but if you can do the uh, electronically, uh, the electronic survey, that'd be great. There's a QR code in the Chapel Weekly, so you can take your smartphone and, and, and do it that way. Or there's a link on our homepage of our website, and you can do it through your computer. Uh, we ask you to take that survey, either paper or, or electronically, sometime um, before January 14th. So there's about a month for you to do that. But if you could do that and share your thoughts on that survey, we would certainly appreciate that. Thank you very much for taking the time to give us that important information. Our elder of this week, this weekend, is Rich Langfeld. Rich is standing right there and about in the middle. He's going to greet you at the door today as you leave today. Uh, get to know Rich as one of your elders here at Chapel of the Cross. God's blessings to you as we worship together. We stand and share the peace of our Lord with one another, after which we will sing our entrance hymn together.
the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us. And for his sake, God forgives us all our sins. To those who believe in Jesus Christ, he gives the power to become the children of God and bestows on them the Holy Spirit. May the Lord who has begun this good work in us bring it to completion in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I delight greatly in the Lord. My soul rejoices in my God. For he has clothed me in the garments of salvation and arrayed me in a robe of righteousness. Be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. Three candles are ignited as we prepare to receive the coming light. He will bestow on you a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. Jesus Christ, we implore you to hear our prayers and to lighten the darkness of our hearts by gracious visitation, for you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. morning. The Old Testament reading is from the 61st chapter of Isaiah. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor 
in the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. They will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and iniquity. In my faithfulness, I will reward them and make an everlasting covenant with them. Their descendants will be known among the nations and their offspring among the peoples. All who see them will acknowledge that they are people of the, the people, they are the people the Lord has blessed. I delight greatly in the Lord. My soul rejoices in my God, for he has clothed me with garments of salvation and arrayed me in a robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom adorns his head like a priest, and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. For as the soil makes the sprout come up, and the garden causes seeds to grow, so the sovereign Lord will make righteousness and praise spring up before all nations. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We read responsibly the Psalm of the Day. When the Lord brought back the captives to Zion, we were like men who dreamed. Our mouths were filled with laughter, our tongues with songs of joy. Then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are filled with joy. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like streams in the Negev. Those who sow in tears will reap with songs of joy. He who goes out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with him. The epistle is from the fifth chapter of First Thessalonians. Be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not put out the Spirit's fire. Do not treat prophecies with contempt. Test everything. Hold on to the good. Avoid every kind of evil. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. This is the word of the Lord. Please rise for the Holy Gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the first chapter. Glory, Glory to you, O Lord. There came a man who was sent from God. His name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that, concerning that light, so that through him all men might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. Now this was John's testimony when the Jews of Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to ask him who he was. He did not fail to confess, but confessed freely, I am not the Christ. They asked him, Then who are you? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, No. Finally they said, Who are you? Give us an answer to take back to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? John replied in the words of Isaiah the prophet, I am the voice of one calling in the desert. Make straight the way for the Lord. Now some Pharisees who had been sent questioned him. Why then do you baptize if you are not the Christ, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? I baptize you with water, John replied, but among you stands one you do not know. He is the one who comes after me, the thongs of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. 
This all happened at Bethany on the other side of the Jordan, where John was baptizing. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. be seated. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. Hark the glad sound, joy to the world. Rejoice, rejoice, believers. Maybe you recognize some of those words, some of those hymns. I did a quick check of our hymnal, and I found that no fewer than 56 hymns include that word, rejoice, and the word joy, 167. If you've been listening to the songs of this season, it seemed like we're supposed to be doing that, to be rejoicing. This Sunday, this third Sunday in Advent, it's called Gaudita Sunday. Gaudita is the, is the Latin translation of that first word of our reading from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, where Paul says, be joyful. Gaudita. Our psalm of the day, Psalm 126, we read that responsibly. It says, the Lord has done great things for us, and we are filled with gaudita, joy. Gaudita Sunday is a day about joyous anticipation. Advent is, is meant to be a little like Lent. You know, it's a season of preparation before a big time of celebration in our lives together as Christian men and women. We, we wait and we watch together for the dawning of the light that Jesus brings into this world. 
And the candles, you notice, they, they grow a little brighter on this Advent wreath, even as the days of the year grow darker. And today, on this Gaudete Sunday, we even like that joyful pink candle. And it points you and me to the reason that we rejoice. Even when perhaps what's going on in our world makes us doubt if rejoicing is even an option anymore. You know what brings me some joy? Getting my mail in. I mean, that's true. You can ask my family. I love to get the mail in, especially at this time of the year. And I, I know it might seem kind of like a silly thing to be excited about because not only uh, do the bills show up in that mailbox, <laughs> but so does a whole lot of junk, right? In fact, I just read that, that, uh, that more than 100 billion, with a B, pieces of junk mail are delivered in the United States every year. That's a lot of unnecessary mail, probably more unnecessary mail that gets to your box than necessary mail. And maybe like, you're like me, we kind of uh, sort it out over the recycling bin. So there's a lot of unnecessary mail out there. But, but this is the time of the year that we get, get that mail in, and it's especially fun because this is the week, especially this week, of red envelopes and, and holiday stamps and Christmas tree stickers. This is the time when your old roommate writes and tells you their fourth grandchild is on the way. This is the week of front and back newsletters describing the Grand Canyon and graduations and maybe even gallbladder surgeries. I love the mail in December, and I love the Christmas cards that get loaded into the mailbox. You know, some are funny, some are touching, most of them just brimming with joy. Christmas cards. Cards full of the promise and the blessings of the Savior, full of the reason that we do it all anyway. Cards that remind us once again to rejoice. So how appropriate it is for us to look at this beginning of the Gospel of John and this Gaudete Sunday, because really when you take a close look at it, John is writing us a Christmas card, telling us the Christmas story. And I know there's no manger in the Gospel of John or stable or in that is full. You don't see any shepherds in there or wise men. But make no mistake about it, St. John is telling us the Christmas story. He's getting us ready for that one who is to come. And John might say, not say it like Luke or he might not say it like Matthew, but he says it all the same. The light has come. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And we rejoice with John in that good news. My nephew Ben just got engaged this past fall. And as you can imagine, Ben and his fiancee Liz, they've been busy. They've been busy preparing and planning for that special day. And, and part of that preparation is picking a date for the wedding. And when they pick the day for this very special event, Ben and Liz, they want to share it with their friends. They want to share it with all their family. So imagine my joy as I went to my mailbox to get my mail, and I pulled, pulled this out. This is what it says. Save the date. Elizabeth and Benjamin, Thursday, June 27th, 2024. The future Mr. and Mrs. Malmy are tying the knot. And they give all the pertinent information on that wedding day. And of course, a, a lovely picture of Ben and Liz holding hands by a Wisconsin lake. And it's great and exciting news. Ben and Liz are getting married. What a thrill that is for them. And what a thrill that is for our family. What great joy. And Ben and Liz want to share that great news. And Ben and Liz want to share that day with us. And we can't wait. Can't wait to rejoice with them on that joyful day. God planned a great and exciting event too. In fact, it was the birth of a son. And God gets John to write the birth announcement in a Christmas card to us. The light has come, he says. The word has become flesh and made his dwelling among us. God wants to show us his love. He wanted to show us that he longs to be with us. He wants to communicate his passion for you and for me. But just a letter wouldn't do. He didn't just want to tell it to us. He didn't just want to show us he, he, he didn't want to just show us a card or something. He didn't want us to guess about it. So God literally showed us his love because he sent us his son. He sent Jesus 
to be born in that little town of Bethlehem, laid down in a manger to that young woman named Mary. He sent Jesus to preach and to teach about the kingdom of God. He sent Jesus to heal the sick and to let the lame walk again and to heal the blind of their sight. He sent Jesus to go to a cross on Calvary and to forgive our sins. He sent Jesus to rise from the dead on the third day and hope in heaven for us so we might have eternal life. I mean, do you see his love? Do you see how he shows his love? Well, I, I guess it would be kind of easy to dismiss that Christmas card of John or maybe even get confused about it. And the priests and the Levites, they asked John the Baptist, who are you? Are you the Christ? And in no uncertain terms, the Baptist declares, I am not the Christ. I'm just preparing his way. Don't call me the Christ. I'm not even worthy to untie his sandals. I am just the Christmas card announcing his coming. But it's awfully easy to dismiss the Christmas card of John. It's easy to throw out the birth announcement of the Christ with the rest of the junk that clutters up our mailbox. It's easy to pack up Jesus and his gifts until we think about Christmas again next year. The, the late evangelist Louis Palau told the story of a, of a wealthy European family that decided to have their, their baby baptized in their ma- mansion, their enormous mansion, rather than going to a church for some reason. So they invited dozens of well-heeled guests and, and everybody was looking their best for that elaborate event at their home. And after putting the elegant coats and wraps on a bed in an upstairs bedroom, the guests were entertained royally. And soon, finally, the time came for the main purpose of that party, the baby's baptismal ceremony. But when the time came, nobody could find the baby. No one seemed to know where he was. Child's nanny ran upstairs, but no baby. Everybody searched frantically for the child. And then somebody remembered, I think I saw him sleeping on the bed. And that's exactly where that baby was, buried beneath a pile of coats and jackets and furs. The object of that day's celebration had been forgotten, neglected, almost smothered by all those coats. And really, sometimes, that's the way we treat Jesus, especially during the Christmas season, amazingly enough. Jesus gets buried, forgotten, neglected, nearly smothered under our festive celebrations. Sometimes we forget what indeed we are celebrating on December 25th. And no, it is not peace and joy and goodwill. All those are good things, but all those things flow from the Christ of Christmas, that baby born in Bethlehem, that Savior come to earth as a baby. It's so easy, even for us Christians, to throw out the birth announcement of the Christ with the rest of the junk mail. But John comes to us this morning and says, oh, that would be a mistake to do that. I am not the Christ, John the Baptist says, but I know that the Christ has come. That one who loves us, who forgives us, who saves us, Christ has come. The light has become alive, and his blessings are real, and his blessings are for you. Simeon knew that. Remember Simeon? He was that that older gentleman who was in the temple the day that Mary and Joseph brought Jesus to be circumcised just days after he was born. And Simeon recognized right away what Jesus was, who Jesus was, why he had come into the world. And then he gives this glorious testimony for you and for me. Listen to his words. He says, my God, my eyes have seen your salvation. He's a light to lighten the Gentiles and a light for your people, the glory of your people, Israel. It's almost as if Simeon is saying, I've got a wonderful Advent message for you. I've got a great Christmas card to give to you. Jesus is coming. Don't miss him. Don't throw him out. Don't pack him away. He's come for you. He is your light. He is your salvation. And he is here for you today and tomorrow and forever. 
And I guess that's the beautiful thing about these Advent and Christmas seasons. Long after the season has passed, long after the the tree and and the wreaths have been taken down, long after you've thrown away those Christmas cards and the sender's names of those cards are forgotten, the message of John the Baptist and and the words of the coming of the Savior, they linger. Words from a loving God to his beloved people. Words of promise. Words of hope. Words of love. It's no wonder that on this day, on this day of Gaudata, we rejoice in those words. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Would you please stand with me as together we speak our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed, page 8 in your bulletin. Together we confess, I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshiped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus, and for all people according to their needs. Heavenly Father, John did not seek the glory that belonged to Jesus, but gladly pointed to Christ. Help us, we pray, that our lives and words point to Christ, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Lord, in your mercy, Hear our prayer. Lord God, from the beginning, the prophet spoke of what Jesus was to do, was to fulfill. Your saving will. Help us to welcome his coming and rejoice in his gift of salvation. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Gracious Lord, the temptations around us are great. Help us to remain steadfast in your word faithful in your service, and bold in witness. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for joy amid our struggles to be faithful. Lord God, we ask that you fill our hearts with the joy of your kingdom now and always. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for our church, for church workers and missionaries, lay leaders, and each of us assembled here, that we may do all that you have called us to do and live to the praises of your glory. Bless especially the ministry of Lutheran Bible translators so that more people throughout the world will experience the hope, life, and transformation that Scripture brings. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the sick and the suffering, that God may give them grace and grant them healing in accordance with his gracious will. Today we especially remember Marlene Crawford, Deborah Gardner, John Summers, and Myra Trouts. Heavenly Father, give them grace 
and grant them healing in accordance with your good and gracious will. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for those who mourn. mourn. O Lord, your word promises that those who sow in tears will reap with songs of joy. Today there are those among us who are in tears due to the death of a loved one. Make your presence known especially to the family of Jan Arbin, who entered eternal rest last week Friday. Give them your peace and your comfort. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We give thanks and praise with those who celebrate your special gifts of grace. Lord, continue to bless Fred and Joanne Fancing as they give thanks to you for 63 years of marriage. We praise you, Lord, for your good gifts. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend ourselves and all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Please be seated as we continue with the offering. We stand to sing our offertory.
The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, whose way John the Baptist prepared, proclaiming him the promised Messiah, the very Lamb of God who takes away our sin, giving witness to the light of the world, whose coming scatters the darkness of death. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples. And he said, take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, drink of it, all of you. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins. This do as often as you drink of it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
We stand. Now may this eating and drinking keep and preserve you in the true faith until life everlasting. Go in the Lord's peace and in his joy. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious God, our Heavenly Father, you have given us a foretaste of the feast to come in the holy supper of your Son's body and blood. Keep us firm in the true faith throughout our days of pilgrimage, that on the day of his coming we may, together with all your saints, celebrate the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom, which has no end. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. We remain standing as together we sing our recessional hymn, When All the World Was Cursed. <laughs>